Yeah, Criminal Girls 3, Guantanamo, yay! Hello everybody, my name is Carlos and welcome back to the Geekscape Games Podcast, number one video game podcast, of course, on the Geekscape Network. Maybe number three, I don't know, Shane doesn't know all the rules, but guys, this is level 86, Break a Leg, Samir Edition. Of course, I am here with our wonderful co-hosts. I am hosting today, but I'm here with to my cyber left. I'm hoping that's Josh, right? Right, Josh. You're, I hope yeah. so. Okay. I think our yeah, I think go. our place I think our place on the podcast ranking depends on whether or not the other shows talk about games that week. Hmm. So, okay, we'll talk about some games today. We got a lot of video okay. game news, so we're good. And on my other side, across the world, Juan, are you there? King of Mars. I am. I, I'm I'm realizing that this is probably the first time that we've had a Southern Southern California only podcast. Oh, whoa. Hey, in the words of Shane, he would say this for sure. Build that wall. Build that wall. <laughs> Shane, I know you're not here, but I'm quite sure your spirit just came into me, Shane. So we're going to make it happen. Uh, guys, it's been crazy this week. Uh, a lot of Nintendo news for some reason just popped out of the woodwork. And you know what? I, I don't know where we can start, but I think, uh, Josh, do you want to hit up with the first news real quick? Uh, yeah, there's been a whirlwind of news, like you were saying, uh, regarding Nintendo. Um, looking more into the future, we could start with Nintendo's patents for what could be the NX's controller, or at least what we're expecting it to be able to do. So according to the story, they're looking... Uh, they had just filed a patent for gestures and detachable controllers, which add merit to the uh, NX rumors. So essentially, it's like it's like a tablet, it looks like, based off of the patent images, where you plug in a set of buttons to the controller. So it's like you can take the pad with you and detach those buttons um, and use the touchscreen, and then when you reattach them it becomes more of a traditional controller. And it looks... Hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen them, but they look kind of weird. Like, in the... I don't know. It's like... It's a yeah, little... I saw I, I saw some of the patch notes. They look a little tiny, uh, which concerns me a little bit, as much as I think that's... I think we're looking at the same patch, but it, they look really small, and they're from... I think they're removed from the side of the TV, I think, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, it gives more credence to the rumor that's been persistent for like probably about a year now, if not more, that it's essentially going to be a handheld console hybrid. So I'm assuming when you're out on the road, you attach the buttons and that way you can play it on, you know, on the go portably. And then when you're at home, you detach those buttons and then you would use it like an actual controller and hook it up to the TV but the weirder part about it is the gesture controls that they're showing where in these images it has like a mock-up of Mario Kart and they're starting the match by waving your hand in front of the controller and it's able to tell that you're waving to signify that you're ready to go. Also, it looks like they're moving their hand left and right to help them steer as a control option as well, which begs the hmm. question, are they not learning from past mistakes because a lot of times <laughs> like you know a, a criticism and I love I love the Wii and I love the Wii U but a common criticism from 
a lot of people have been that they've been over reliant on gimmicks and in the sense of the uh, not the nx but in the in the case of the wii u a lot of people were stressing that the gamepad and the touchscreen never really added anything and it was just a big bulky controller that did all the same things that the other games do so i mean is that continuing that problem and does it seem like that to you guys when you see something like mario kart except you can wave your hand to control it instead (laughs) of using the buttons that it comes with i know uh I do feel like a sense of uh, they're bringing back the motion sensor. Remember that weird motion sensor in your finger that's supposed to be released, like, I don't know, like years ago? Oh, the yeah, the vitality out? sensor. The vitality sensor. So something tells me they're bringing back junk that they couldn't probably put on the Wii U and the Wii on time. So they're just going like, you know what? Fuck, we should go back because we got no more ideas and... uh Put weird stuff. Like, I think that's really gimmicky. And I think the only reason why they're going for that is because I'm quite sure their focus groups are shit. They're, like, really shitty <laughs> focus groups. With their, like their really focus shitty... groups are their family. Yeah. No, not even that. It's just, like, parents you find at a mall are not the, like, I guess I, I understand that's, like, the, the selling point. But you don't want your regular mom going, like, I want my child to, like, wave at Mario so he can feel special. It's like, come on, like fuck why can't can't you guys learn something like for once it's like this shit died out you know look at connect remember connect was like fucking gimmick because the Wii came out and there's the sensory everybody hopped on that and then it crashed it died it burned and doesn't exist so i mean it, it frustrates me because i'm like i want nintendo like the inner fucking nintendo is like man you guys should go back and doing like real good systems but then I know that they, if they do that, they're like, oh, we're just serving you guys. We're not really serving the, the regular demographic. So they have to kind of balance it out. But at this point, uh, I'm going to let them be for now. <laughs> I'm going to just sit on the sidelines and see what happens with this NX. But uh, yeah. Juan, do you, do you got any you want to input on it, Juan? I, I just, I remember we did our Angry Bananas podcast several years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember mentioning like this is going to be a hybrid portable home yep. console yep yep and that's all i really care about it's i don't need motion controls i don't need a- any more gimmicks i just need something see give me the super nintendo like that that not the the graphics wise but a simple system that's only innovative feature was the shoulder buttons Mm-hmm. you know that that's it but the game library was awesome you know and i and i feel that with the nx unless there's something on it that they like i I've, sometimes i feel like they nintendo saw the wii u three months after the fact and said oh my god we could have done this with it and yeah. we can't patch it we can't add it now we we can't sell it as a separate item to hook onto the, to the system because it's not selling too well let's just hold on to this and apply it to our next system because yeah. they're still coming out with, well, it's not a replacement for the Wii U, but you know, it's, it's, it's a compliment to it. It's not, mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, it's a, it's a replacement. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's a replacement. Yeah. And, and what's adding more fuel to this for me is that we still don't have a definitive look at the successor of the 3DS. Yeah. You know, that's true. Because so, uh, nice. Because by this time we've already ha- already had rumors of it. There would have been some leaks or some developer saying, "Hey guys, yeah. we have the new handheld. It, it's absolutely a ha- handheld hybrid." 
my big thing is, are we going to get that support? Because we haven't seen hardcore third-party support for Nintendo since the Super Nintendo days. Yep, I think you so. Know, and even, if, even going into Nintendo 64, but ever since the Wii U, it just completely went away. So like you mentioned Bethesda earlier, I think in the pre-show, what's it going to take? Because I, if I was working at Nintendo today, my big concern would be, hey, look at the games that people are talking about on social media now. Look yep. at the t- games that people are playing and that's getting a lot of buzz. Look at all the games that are on esports. We have one game in that's in east or two games that are in esports, but one of them is like over sixteen years old. Mm-hmm. You know, and how come we can't do that again? Why is it that we can't tap to that market? Yeah, I know they want to get to the to the parents and the the younger kids, and yeah, that and as like I know Sony and Microsoft would love to have that market too, but Nintendo has to like you said learn from their past mistakes mm-hmm. i i and we we love them and we hate them because they always throw stuff at us that we didn't know we want and then we end up wanting it to some degree because they they take chances and yeah they'll mess up and yeah they'll give us like the vitality sensor you know and even like the wii u balance board or wii or, music and, and, <laughs> or wii music or the the the, the wii gun you know that came with the Lynx crossbow training you know that that we never get used after that, but there there has to be the the strong third party supports. We get the Beth, uh, the Bethesdas, we get the Blizzards, we get those companies that will go in with Nintendo on these things. Because uh, and I'm excited in a little bit just because we have a, a change in leadership and and it's already been a year since Iwata has left us, and we'll get into a story about him later on today. But it's going to be interesting to see now that we're a year without Iwata, how much change, if any, yep. has Nintendo gone? And I feel this system has a lot riding on it, it because does. this is because this is the first one without Iwata's leadership. This is with the new president, and I, I know they're going to go hard with mobile gaming. We've already seen stuff with Pokemon Go and Mitomo, and we have something uh, later in the show about how well Pokemon Go has been doing, not just social media wise but actual money you know mm-hmm. so seeing how all that ties in to the nx and uh i, I don't know I, i'm scared and hesitant excited like I, i'm all these emotions in one I, I we've never seen anything like this in a very well it's been a very long time since we've seen something like this where we have a change in leadership and the next system is running fully with the new president yep I mean, it'll be exciting to see where it goes. And then before we move on, I did want to add that a gimmick in and of itself isn't necessarily a bad thing either. It just yeah. depends on how it's implemented. It, and yeah. with with the, uh, with the Wii U, as much as I enjoy the system, it's 100% true that the gamepad is almost completely useless. Like, there's no reason for it to have the touchscreen. Like, 90% of the library, you don't even use it or don't know it's there. So and I mean, and I wanted to add that it's it's more it's more of a convenience that it, it is an innovative feature for games. I mean, I think it was uh, it was nice to be able to watch TV with my wife, but still have a game on. You know, I went even when Wii TV was around, like with sports, it was nice to have all the stats and even being able to, uh, you know, interact with other fans. But I think that feature was several years too late because people do that on Twitter, right? You know, I so I, I could see that so. That's one of the reasons why I feel like even like the the Miiverse is not doing so well because there's not a dedicated app for it. You know, right. it's amazing that the Wii U's been out for what close to four years already. 
Yep. And there still hasn't been an, an app for Miiverse because everybody's active on it, drawing on it, putting pictures. I know I was. And mm-hmm. then after several months, it, it just died out. And if you don't believe me, go look at your friends list and look at the last thing they posted on Miiverse. It's probably something about, you know, Nintendo Land and how they got the medal that they were trying to get and the freaking Captain Falcons thing and and that's about it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, the the Wii U in and of itself, like when it does use its features, it uses them well, but I just look at this patent and I'm like, why why do I need to wave at the controller? Just like mm-hmm. what how is that really going to add to anything? It just feels like it feels like yeah. it's there for the sake of being there, for the sake of being able to say that it's innovative <laughs> when instead of mm-hmm. actually, mo- uh, unlike, you know, because the Wii, say what you will about the Wii, but it really did change the way a lot of people approached um, how they made the game to the point where even though motion controls have largely died out now, like the PlayStation 4 controllers have motion built into them. Um, and, and not a whole lot of games use them anymore, but I mean, that's still a core feature of the you know, standard, um, standard control method that comes with that system. So it's not like it didn't push the envelope, but it, does anyone really see waving at your controller on a train or on a bus? Oh no, I, the I next the next step no. in, like, in video not games. At all. So I mean, you know, it just feels like it's there for the sake of it, and I hope there's more to it when we learn more. But of course, we can only go by what we've seen so far, which isn't impressive at all to me. Definitely. Uh, so the next article, uh, which one you guys want to hit? Because there's some really, um, there's been a lot of Nintendo news, but uh, this Temple of Time one actually hit me today in the morning. Go for it. Uh, uh, so today Nintendo released like a mini clip, I would say, right? It was like a mini clip on their Facebook channel and YouTube, and it said, do you remember this place? And it looked very familiar. Uh, I think it's the Temple of Time. It looks very familiar to Temple of Time. So a lot of people are thinking that the new Zelda game takes place after Ocarina of Time, which is weird because, you know, the timeline has been now officially changed with the new Zelda games coming out. But it's great. Uh, I'm actually really scared because now it really worries me about what the story might be about. I know they've been really hush-hush about uh, whether this link is a computerized link or an app link of some sort, but... Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think it's really Temple of Time? Do you guys think it's... Is it the the different timeline of Temple of Time where Link never came to save uh, the land of Hyrule? What do you guys think? I I think that's... Well, if we look at the trailer, it's all wilderness. So it looks like the, whatever was there or whatever was Hyrule, because I think the old man in the the demo that they showed at E3, he mentions that this was once a mighty kingdom, but you know something happened and now it's like nature's took and, taking it over. And uh, so the in the timeline, there's one that Link never shows up and one that he um, – or there's one that Ganon t- kills him or defeats him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is the one where Ganon defeats him. I'm thinking so too, just because everything's destroyed and, completely. Yeah, even like the the, the – the temples where you see the sh- the the outline of the Triforce bird, mm-hmm. you know, but you don't see the Triforce itself. That's been removed, um, and it would make sense if you're Ganon. If we're gonna look at history That's and right. see what you know, if you're in power and you take over a land, you destroy any everything uh, mentions of a religion of mm-hmm. culture, the heroes. So it's been completely wiped out. 
So uh, one of the bigger mysteries is if that's the case and if Ganon was unopposed, if you had the one person that could stop his reign is gone, why is he not in power during this time? Or maybe he is. Yeah, um, I mean, we and, haven't really been told too much about who the boss might be. Nothing. We haven't got anything about this. So mm-hmm. everything's still up in the air. Um, it's been pretty cool because uh, I really want it on the Wii U, but I'm really holding off until the NX version. Of mm-hmm. course, with all these rumors that there is a remastered version of Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, Breath of, Breath of the Wild. So I'm going to hold off, but I'm quite sure we might see who might be the boss soon, sooner than later. Uh, I know that Nintendo's about to do a big marketing push in a couple weeks. So we're going to see a lot of a lot of stuff that they're going to push. They're going to push Federation more. They're going to push a, lot, a majority of their titles that they know they need to sell for this end of the holiday, of course. So keep a close eye. We're going to see a lot of push also for Yokai. There seems to be mm-hmm. a big marketing push for all these games at the end of the year. And so it's been really quiet, guys. We, we've, you know, usually around this time, there's a couple of people talking about more games and whatever's coming out, but they've been really quiet. So I know they're going to do some crazy tidbits about this game. So hopefully we get to see some more stuff. It's yeah, like in sure. a Kung Fu movie where you ever see that one guy who's standing very still and everyone around him is fighting. Yes. You know, that guy is going to kick some ass in mm-hmm. due time. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's, so it's, uh, so in other words, if history's taught us anything from now, we're August 12th. Mm-hmm. We have about three months until Black Friday or so. We do. And that's right. Start and saving your money now. Now. Right now. Not tomorrow. Like, like right now. You got five bucks in your pocket. Just go ahead and put it aside. If you save five bucks every week, just five bucks, you'll have, uh, what? what's that? Five, 60 bucks yep. in 12, 12 weeks? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Put, put, you know, just go ahead and put 20 bucks. 20 bucks a week if you can just, afford it. Uh, I don't think I. I think me and Josh can afford it because we're looking into Gravity Rush coming out in October. So put ten bucks down. <laughs> what about? Yeah, but but the, but then those ten bucks go to the Mario Amiibo that are coming out at the end of the year. Get Damn. your recycling done. Go to a go go to a high school. Go to a high school and look. I, and I have no shame in admitting this. When I was working at uh, my Rob previous uh, high school, no, no. Well, well, you know, they don't have anything, but I would. <laughs> Go ahead. I asked the 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 janitor if he would uh, if he had like spare gloves and like garbage can like garbage bag and it's like sure sure. So all I did was went around campus and just picked up all the recycling every week. Every That's week, wow. I did it for a month. I did it for a month. I I was raking in sixty dollars a week. Damn. On just recycling, so that's two hundred and forty bucks. I'm like, wait, if I were to do this for a year. I would have over two grand on pure recycling, tax free. Damn, it came up, dude. Came no, up in no those joke, dumb kids. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this every year, regardless of where I work, and just save that for the next system. Because if you do that, if I would have done that for three months, let's say if I started when school goes back in session, mm-hmm. that uh, all of September, all of October, and part of November. That's two forty, two forty couple of weeks in november that's over 500 bucks Dude. that's your system your controller and a couple games damn all right all right kids you guys hear it go recycle save the planet 
reuse, reduce. You know what I'm saying? Got to keep it going. Exactly. Keep that, money, keep that money train going. And talk about don't, money don't, train. Exactly. Don't trade in your games. Just go pick up that recycling. It adds up faster than you would even imagine. Definitely. And, <laughs> and talking about making money, guys, what is going on with Pokemon Go? Beautiful this, segue, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank Beautiful you. segue. <laughs> um, guys, what the hell is going on with Pokemon Go? I'm reading this off the bat. They made $250 million in revenue, which is in fucking insane. The amount of money Pokemon Go. And I don't blame it, but man, does anybody want to break down what's this projecting? Like, what month? Is it just for this month, or is it the combination worldwide? Well, I think it's only been out for a month, no? Yeah, yeah it's, it's only, only, a little uh, five weeks. Yeah, only a little by five weeks. But is it is this revenue including worldwide sales? Is it is it just everything, or... Is it just it's everything? Oh my god! If it's everything, that's insane. That is insane, right now. And it's funny because uh, I read, a, I read on the, I read on um, the New York Times. It was, uh, it was like the business, in, the business section of it, and how people were were, <laughs> were buying stock from Nintendo only to find out that Nintendo Nintendo's has nothing to do with Pokemon Go. Yeah, <laughs> has nothing to do with Pokemon Go. And so they're like, wait, we've been investing on the wrong company. And so everybody pulled out on the next week's uh, stock market. And we saw Nintendo drop recently. So it's uh, not looking good for Nintendo right now. But I would say right now, though, that's probably for investors, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Because yeah. Most definitely, that, it's, it's cause the stock is low. Yeah. Buy now because we're now. still months away. And because once the NX is officially revealed... That's when you'll see the stock price go up. Yeah, when, and we won't see any significant change until the system's actually out, and we see the first three months exactly. of sales. But really good point if you're if you've ever been interested in buying Nintendo stock, now say, is the time to do it. I, I say now is the time right before they release their app phone games. And yes, that's where, and that's where yes. the real ball game drops because uh, right now a good a good investment is really just projecting what's going to happen. So. For sure, a lot of stockholders have been asking when are these games going to get done. Now, if you, for the for our listeners out there, if you guys don't know what games are coming out this year for, versus apps like for Nintendo, uh, we are seeing an Animal Crossing app game. We are also seeing a Fire Emblem app game. Those are going to be the first two that come out at the end of this year. Uh, of course, they're going to be pay to play. So uh, if you guys don't know, the way it works is that at a certain level, you'll hit a almost like a roadblock and you will have to kind of pay a little bit in order to kind of continue especially fire emblem uh knowing that your characters die they're going to have some sort of character pack for sure i i i i I am already projecting that's going to make some money a little bit but knowing the animal crossing game on the app store that's going to be a huge boost on their sales so if you're interested i say do it now save it up uh wait till these app games are out and keep a close eye on them uh, you can use App Annie, which is a great app, and you can actually check uh, statistics and sales. Uh, it's free to register. You don't have to work for anybody. It's just free to register. And you can actually see how they're doing, both Android and iPhone. So like, if you go right now on App Annie, you can actually see how much money they're making right now on Pokemon Go per day. So uh, that's a great way for our young little investors who really want to get on this uh, gaming kind of side, uh, making some cash. So, Well, I'll tell you... Uh- just because of that 250 that says they've made 50 million dollars a week since launch saying 50 million that is insane and i think nintendo got a 
partial payment of that, which I think was like seven million or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're getting some residuals, but it's not a lot. It's not a lot that they're po- Game Freak and, and the Pokemon Company are in good. They they don't need to rely so much. They were in trouble last week, last year actually. Uh, I remember last year they were in trouble. Their card games were selling so well. Uh, I think Ruby and Ruby and Ruby and Sapphire didn't do so well at all. They did okay, but they weren't the sales that they weren't the pride like the they didn't hit their goal for the end of the year. Um, and their biggest scare was the fact that it's gonna it was gonna take a while to get the new Pokemon games. But uh, I think they're gonna be good this year, knowing that the Pokemon company has, if not enough money by the end, of, probably bad by the end of this year, they have enough money to buy out Nintendo if they wanted to. And the, the stroke of genius was that they already said that the Pokemon that people catch in Pokemon Go will ha- will be compatible with the upcoming Pokemon games. That's smart. That's really smart. So, That's a good way so to... So right there, you already brought in a new crop of people who have never... If This is for a lot of people, believe it or not, their first Pokemon game. You know, because it's yeah. a little daunting when you see like, oh, I have to invest in raising these Pokemon and searching yeah. for more. Here, it, it's like very accessible for newcomers. Very you smart. Had people, right, very it's smart. very smart. And then this is going to be an excuse for them, like the gateway drug. Oh, hey, hey you, you, you like Pokemon Go? You, wanna, which, you which know is, what you're really going to like? Yeah. Because which po- is great. Pokemon uh, <laughs> Sun and Moon. Yeah, yeah. Which is great because you see all these old Pokemon. And, of course, this is a great way to say that if you guys don't know, this is a good way that that's why they're they're getting everybody to play these old Pokemon. Because, of course, this past week, they just announced some new Aloha forms for some of our lovable mm. Pokemon. Uh, and I think that was a great way for them to kind of bring them into this new world. This more like, uh, like, hey guys, here's your old Pokemon, but they got like cool new forms, but you can still use your old Pokemon. It's just these Pokemon are adapted to like a different, you know, which is great because I can finally say Pokemon learned from Digimon and said, shit, they did something, they reused their characters over and over, and all they did was just add a new skin, you know? Yep. Like Ogumon, like, there's like, a hundred different uh, Agumons everywhere. It's just a little dinosaur, but there's like a black one, brown one, red one, blue one. There's like so many different versions. And uh, now that Nintendo was like, hey, you know what, we should do something similar like that, but actually change them up, you know? So that that brings up our next story, which is that this past week, Nintendo dropped the new uh, Aloha form of Raichu, which uh, is kind of cool. He's like surfing in his tail, which is pretty sick. And we also got the new, uh, I guess, the new bad guy for this Aloha region, which is the, what was it called? Bone Skull, if I'm correct? Uh, Team Skull. Team Skull. Yeah, what they're going with, yeah. And it's funny, everyone's saying that they look like a gang in Jet Set Radio. They do, which is pretty (laughs) cool. I like it. I like the way that they're, like, kind of very hip-hop-ish when you're, like, about to fight them. I was like, oh, that's rad. Like, you know, they're very, like, hip-hop, you know? Because the hip-hop scene in... And Hawaii is pretty big, so I can tell that these guys did their research a lot. So, but are uh, they evil? Because are they evil because they're, they're all they're like, not evil. They're not evil. It's just I <laughs> guess they thought that, that that would be a great idea, you know, to be like, oh, that'd be cool. Like these cool dudes are are really evil. But then again, if you really think about Pokemon games, the bad guys usually end up going like, well, I learned my lesson, never to fuck with nature and Pokemon. I'm gonna like get myself in or just turn a life like turn a new leaf of some sort so ah uh, dude i wouldn't be surprised uh, at the end of pokemon x and y he the guy wouldn't give up his ambitions and ended up getting crushed by a pile of rocks oh that's one but then you have other ones like <laughs> what was the other one was that the other guy who was like the main guy and why god i forget forgetting he's like the the lion looking one he's like oh i guess 
his friend, like the little po- legendary leaf Pokemon or something. Oh, um, um, what was his name? The guy who was like a, he looked like a hobo, but he used to be like an ancient yeah, king or yeah. some crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, then they captured him. Yeah, he like turned yeah. into a leaf and he was good, so... I mean, but, who knows? Uh, but the characters look cool. Um, a lot of people recently, somebody made an amazing tweet, which is uh, someone said, if you guys are watching, I recommend you guys watching the original Pokemon show, the Indigo season, and see if you can find a lot of references to the Aloha region. So uh, if you guys don't remember, there is a um, Pokemon episode in the original Indigo League, of course, with Ash, Brock, and Misty, where there's a where there's a Pikachu that learns how, how to read a wave, like a like a wave, and it has blue eyes, and it can surf. Um, and then there's other episodes where they've kind of shown, like, hey, that, that Gyarados looks really different from the other Gyarados. And somebody kind of pointed out that that was a reference to the Mega Gyarados. So people are thinking that this new Pokemon is also referencing... <laughs> the series it's been on some certain yeah Pokemon. It's, it's been their plan all along they've had all this lined up and have just been for waiting years, for the right time <laughs> years i think and then um executor which is pretty funny because I, I never looked at those cards but i bought these tropical cards these pokemon tropical cards if anyone's bought them you know what i'm talking about yeah but i got them off the home shopping network i got them off this dirty ass little hispanic market like, <laughs> let's just say i left running um but it had like Syndicate, it had all like the beginning starters for 250, but then on the front cover it had Executor with a really long neck. And I, I remember, I didn't even notice that and until someone pointed it out, that same tweet guy pointed it out. And that actually is the new Aloha version of Executor. So I'm thinking these guys already have all these forms for quite some time and kind of in the back burner. Yeah. But I mean, and- what do you guys think? Are you guys digging like Meowth's new look? How are you guys digging Raichu? What do you guys yeah. want? What do you guys want to see? What you, what Pokemon Aloha forms do you guys want to see? Well, like we we were talking about that a little bit last week too. How, what you were saying earlier, how it looks mm-hmm. like they're really trying to appeal to lapsed fans or fans of the original games because they're going to let you transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Go, which as of right now are only the first 150. They're going to let you transfer Pokemon from the eShop versions of Red, Blue, and Yellow, which obviously are also the original 150. And so far, the only Pokemon that have gotten new Alola forms have been the original 150. So it really seems like they're making a conscious effort. And it's funny because Yu-Gi-Oh! is doing the same thing right now where all the, a lot of the new cards... Actually, at Comic-Con, they had the new cards lined up for the rest of the year. And a lot of them are new versions or like stronger versions mm-hmm. of old like Blue-Eyes, White Dragon, Dark Magician. Because they're trying to get lapsed fans and cash in on nostalgia. And I feel like Pokemon's doing the exact same thing in this case. Yep. But with that said, they're still doing they're still doing a lot to make this game stand out. And it's looking like it might be the, the most ambitious game since um, Black and White came out. Which ended up yep. being a really polarizing entry because of how different that game was in a lot of ways. And aside from... You know, they aside from Raichu, they introduced the Meowth that you mentioned, which is like a dark type and is like kind of a grayish color. Mm-hmm. And they also had a Marowak form where its bone club has like flames on both sides, kind of like the Hawaiian like fire dancers. Mm-hmm. And it be, it becomes a fire ghost type, which not only is a complete 180 from its original ground typing, 
but it's kind of fitting that it's a ghost type since it infamously was like murdered by Team Rocket in the original games. And, That's right. And like Cubone supposedly wears its parents' skull mm-hmm. after being killed. But like even aside from all the old Pokemon that are getting new forms, um, some of the new Pokemon that they're showing off continue to be really interesting. Probably the one that's most noteworthy, I think, is probably Wishy Washy. Have you guys seen that one? Yeah, that was really cool. It's like, like the little it's fish, not, right? Yeah, it's like it's not an evolution, but it says as as it levels up and it gets stronger, more fish come to uh form up with it to create like a school of wishy-washy Fish, but they yeah. come t- but they come together the school comes together and makes yeah. like this giant form when you look closely it's it looks like one giant fish but when you look closely it's just a bunch of the original fish together like forming one body yeah i wonder how so, that works too yeah so it's going to be interesting to see how that works but i mean aside from that you know there's a few other new pokemon that they introduce as well but how creative that they're getting with the way some of these work and the way that they're essentially yep. doing away with gyms like we talked about last week exactly it gives you a lot to look forward to because they're not just resting on their laurels of just knowing pokemon's popular and throw out the same game they're really yeah. seem to be taking strides to make this set of games stand out i think uh, just trying to make it versions. more more accessible um to the regular demographic and um i i think that's what they're going for they're just trying to make because they know that whatever the crowd they're pulling in are not going to really understand too much about it and even kids who don't know that didn't grow up with the first 150 pokemon i mean even my son right now he's like who is taurus who is ditto i don't know these pokemon who are these dudes you know and, right. and that's one of those things that 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 i think it's a great idea on you know, on Nintendo side and and also the Pokemon company to kind of really reach out to those kids that don't really know too much about those Pokemon. So I'm quite sure whatever new series we're going to get for Pokemon Aloha, it's going to have all those old Pokemon back. They have to bring those. And if they bring those back, it's going to just bring, if not parents with kids together and be like, oh, I'm kind of down. Like, kids, you know, parents will be like, I, I didn't know they have like these cool new forms. Like, I'm down to check it out, you know? So you get that, that, that like oh, maybe I should check it out. It looks funner now, you know. And and what's Dude, weird did is you guys see? Sorry, did you guys see the uh, Sandcastle no, Pokemon too? I did see the Sandcastle Pokemon. Dude, I love it cool. because there's every every time like every year, especially the last couple games, there's always that one Pokemon or set of Pokemon that mm-hmm. people will say, "Oh, it, it's stupid. It's just a it's just an ice cream with a face, it or fit. it's just it a trash fit. bag." And then this one's a fucking sandcastle that evolves into a bigger sandcastle, and I fucking love it because I love to see all the comments and anger that come from it. I, I, I love it. It's cool. I, I like that weird like direction they go every once in a while with like a Pokemon, like a refrigerator one. There's like a lawnmower, the little electro one that just turns into every house thing. I'm like, I'm okay with that. I don't care. But um, yeah, talking about Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Uranium, if you guys don't know, what this is, this is the bootleg of all bootlegs. This is, uh, Juan, have you checked it out? I think, you, you, did you see any gameplay footage of it by any chance? I have. I saw that it was a fan project that's, what, like eight, nine years in the making? Mm-hmm. And, and they it, finally got it done. They got it done. Uh, it's a very heavy inspired uh, Game Boy Advance kind of brought to the new kind of world of Pokemon. 
Of course, Pokemon Uranium is in that moment of it being pulled off, just like we talked about the Metroid game, I think, last week, right, Josh? We talked about the Metroid thing. Did we talk about the Metroid thing last week? Uh, no, we didn't talk we about did. it last week, but yeah, they, okay. to celebrate the 20th anniversary, someone came out with a remade version of Metroid 2, which and got quickly they, pulled off the internet. We got quickly pulled, which sucked, but those who still downloaded, uh, <laughs> you can still find it in uh, certain forums, <clears throat> but... Uh, yeah, same thing with Pokemon Uranium. It's in that moment that it might be pulled off, but it looks great. Um, these guys did a lot of work with Pokemon Dungeon. So I could tell some sprites were used from Pokemon Dungeon and Pokemon um, both Leaf Green and, and um, Leaf Green and what was it Red Fire? Fire Red. Right? Fire Red. So a lot of assets from those. And they created some really new, very, very, very unique Pokemon that I was very impressed with. And, uh, yeah, but go check it out. It's, it, the video's up there. They have a trailer for it. Um, and also, uh, Juan, do you want to talk about real quick about the Pokemon World Championship going on next week? Oh, yeah. So next week, uh, we have, well, this week we have T, uh, T16, the international, uh, but, uh, now that summer's ending and not, you know, the calendar wise, but for schools, a lot of guys are going back to school in about two weeks. So, uh, this seems like the last tournament before we all go back to the classroom is going to be the Pokemon World Ch- Championships. It's taking place in San Francisco next weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pokemon trading card game, uh, of course, Pokemon video game, and the, for the first time, a Pokemon or Pokemon tournament is going to be cool. part of the the Pretty series. Sick. Pretty sick. A uh, five hundred thousand dollar prize pool. Wow! For this. That is insane. Well, they have the money, so they don't, they don't care. Well, yeah, yeah. Especially from Pokemon Go, if Niantic uh, is forking over any cash, but yeah. So five hundred thousand dollars in prize money, uh, of course, with the junior division and for the senior divisions in all games. They're going to be streaming it live. It's on uh, Pokemon.com, but you'll probably see some stuff on Twitch as well. But I've, have you guys ever seen the Pokemon Championships uh, like streaming? Or in person? I think we had some qualifiers in Long Beach last year. So I've seen it in person, and I've also seen it online. But I've seen it in person when they did the championship. I mean, this was years ago, but they did it in the Science Center. California Science Center. Yeah, I was at that one. Yeah, that was was pretty fun. Um, And then uh, I've seen it live last year, and it was pretty good. It was really fun. They they seem to keep have great broadcasters. They had people that know their shit, so it's pretty cool to kind of see people break that down and really talk about pokemon like pokemon cards either they have broadcasters for everything so they have broadcasters for both the tgc which is the trading card game you have people who commentate are really great broadcasters for the game itself and of course we're going to see some great broadcasters for pokemon for sure we're going to see some pro players up there it is a great opportunity for everybody to kind of i think this might be the beginning of the pokemon fever restarting again so i agree it's crazy. It's crazy. And I can't even tell you guys. I Just going, taking kiddo back to school, I can already imagine all these kids playing Pokemon again. I, I, like I want to go and just, I want to go with just a team of uh, Magikarps. <laughs> just, You're just, sending just, a message. Just, You're just going to send a message. That's what you doing. I, I used to have a Magikarp <laughs> with like Hyper Beam and Spatial Rend and uh, Roar of Time. <laughs> there, some, <laughs> some t-shirt booth was giving it away at... Uh, at Anime Expo, if you bought a Magikarp T-shirt that said, "If when I evolve, I swear to God, I'm going to kill you all." <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing! <laughs> it was like a shiny awesome. level 100 mag. It was a shiny level 100 Magikarp with all those attacks. Man, that's crazy. But uh, yeah, 
But Juan, do right. you want to take over uh, the next kind of? We were talking about like a lot about championships and stuff, but there is something going on in Orlando, right? There's something. Big, yeah, last big. week. Yeah, last week they had the. Well, as you guys may have heard, I'm I'm late to this because I I just started getting very heavily more invested into esports, not just in the the Smash Brothers Street Fighter scene, but mm-hmm. you know I I am I've been doing some stuff that I thought I never would. Um, I, I've been playing more PC games. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, the guy joining the, the master race. In. Dude, he's joining yeah. the master race. That's it. I, I've. I've learned that my ignorance has uh, <laughs> has kept me away from some some gaming experiences that I never would have found out otherwise. So, because um, you, you got to imagine, like if you grew up like, with Carlos and Josh, like when I was a kid, I mean, if you were a PC gamer, like during junior high, that that meant two things: one, either you stole the computer, or two, that you had cash. Yeah, that is <laughs> true. Know, That's true. Yeah, because if you're you like, had, oh, I'm, you know, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, it. or you can just be like, man, you have a lot of AOL disc free like internet <laughs> for sure coming up, man. You're coming up. Like I remember clearly, like in um, my freshman year of, of high school, or I think it was freshman year, that um, I had a friend who said, oh, you want to come over and play my house and play games? I was like, oh, sure. And I thought, you know, some Street Fighter, whatever, you know, some mm-hmm. multiplayer Mario Kart. Dude had EverQuest. And I'm like, oh, yeah. What, what EverQuest? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's an online <laughs> game. And I was like, oh, my God. What? What is this? Oh, and I was God, blown EverQuest. away. I was like, how do you play with the keyboard? The fuck. You know, yeah. and, and it just, it just blew my mind. And, my cousins were playing World of Warcraft, and like I, I just can't. And this is when I was already starting like college, and I was like, I, I don't know how to even fathom this. This is insane to me. So I just kind of disregarded. Just said, I'm just gonna play console games, console games. And, you know, I'm just gonna. I, I'm so busy with stuff, and now I got to the point where like uh, last weekend I went out and bought World of Warcraft. Wow! It was. I, I just had. I had a gift card. There was nothing really I wanted. Yeah. And I saw. I had all of them. All, all. All the Warcraft games for twenty bucks, with with the strategy guide and everything from Prima. And I'm Jeez. like, huh. And I go, you know what? Yeah, I'll take it. It cost me thirty cents. Took it home. For about five hours, I was killing stuff. That was after one hour of trying to decide what to name my character and what to decide what race and what class he'd be. That life was problems, uh, man. I'm telling you, life yeah. problems. This is crazy but shit. I, I, I had such a blast with that, you know. That's cool, so, man. Anyway, but yeah, it's just you know, it's a, it's a whole new venture for me. But now discovering that, discovering all these other tournaments, all these things, like God help me, like in a month you're gonna mm-hmm. hear me talk about Heroes of the Storm in a competitive sense. But I started watching more Call of Duty mm-hmm. and. Uh, they had the major league championships in Orlando. Uh, Activision Blizzard has bought MLG, bought MLG back in January for forty six million dollars, and Jeez. they're and they're gonna their whole intent is to start a to be the ESPN of esports, if you will. Yeah. So so I mean they they hired a bunch of people from ESPN, a, a lot of notable names. So it's this is not some little pet project. They're, these guys are going f- full on with this. Oh, of course. And of course, of course. Uh, the the one of the most recognizable teams in esports, Optic Gaming, who were the champions last year uh, yeah. during Call of Duty XP, they took on Envious, and uh, 
and very much like in Street Fighter Smash Brothers form, you know, the loser's bracket has to reset the bracket. NVS was, uh, you have to win five games, and it, they mix it from, like, Capture the Flag, Search and Destroy, and they won the first two matches, uh, then Team Optic won the next two, and they were going to do, like, a reverse sweep, and then T uh, NVS ended up winning the fifth game, forced the second round of uh, five matches, and then from there, it was all Team Optic. It wasn't even close, like... It was like if they were playing a completely different team. And you know, like in sports, you can tell a team gives up. Oh, yeah. You and they can don't get, need... You can tell. Yeah, and especially with Street Fighter. You can tell when people are just not playing oh, yeah. their game. Yeah. Dude, uh, the, the whole team. And that's just with one player. But to see a collective group just fall apart. And we've played these competitive games where mm -hmm. we're on teams with Call of Duty or Battlefield where you feel you're the only one trying. And you're looking at the screen and seeing all your teammates die. And you're like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I, I I felt bad for no I seriously felt bad for MBS because I like either Team Optic is that or Optic Gaming is that good or Envious just collapsed under the pressure because this is the first time they've made it this far I guess against Team Optic I mean they held their own in the first round but you see the experience and you see the confidence and you see that uh, been there done that mentality yeah. yeah. With like with optic gaming, man, they just ran away with it. Like the last I, game wasn't even close; it was over with two minutes left still in the match. I'm telling you, it was that bad. I'm telling you, it's like that the guy who won uh, the, the the Street Fighter Five tournament at Evo, which he oh, said like he's like, what would you tell everybody? He's like, download complete. That's yep, all I gotta and, say. And, download complete. And, and that's think that's the thing with infiltration, and that's why he's the best mm -hmm. in the world because he adapts to everyone's play style. And that's the thing with a lot of uh, competitive fighters. It doesn't matter how fast your combos are. It doesn't matter how well you know your... Well, it, it does. But the main thing is how can you adapt to your opponent? It's not about what moves they have. It's like, what do you know they're going to throw at you? What have you seen before? That's why when you see that match again, you can even see where Infiltration reads his opponent to a yep. T. And just runs away with it. It's not, it's not even close. Of course, yeah. He, he knows how to play the game. But, you know, talking about champions and infiltration, you know, being the champ himself, I'm excited because I'm ready to take the mantle again of being the Pac-Man. Of course, Pac-Man Champ Edition 2, mm -hmm. which has been in the works, I don't know, for God knows how long. I think like three years since we gotten the first yep. Champ Edition. Strapi Centaur 13. I'm super psyched about it. I think I've spent like more than 40 hours on that one. And that's me taking turns with my son because he loves Pac-Man Edition as well. Uh, if you guys don't know what Pac-Man Champ Edition is, it is literally a, I would say like a faster version of Pac-Man with same same thing. You just attack, but it's just faster. It gets faster every level. Uh, it's, it ramps up and is really good on the eyes. It's really fun. You can switch sprites around to your playing style. And uh, it's also all the mazes are done by the original creator of Pac-Man with the original um, level layout design artist. Mm. So uh, that was the first one. I don't know about the second one, but um, it looks great. They have boss battles now. Yes, they do. Uh, it's super exciting. I don't know. I'm super excited because that gives me a reason to go get a joystick now and play it the way it's supposed to be played. Um, well, if we're going to talk about the way it's supposed to be played, they need to make a cabinet and put it on all laundromats. I think throughout so. Throughout Huntington Park <laughs> in Southgate, Linwood, everywhere. You know, Buena Park, everywhere. Because Lord knows, if you grew up in this area, you played Miss Pac-Man. Not Pac-Man. You played Miss Pac-Man and the super fast version. Yep. 
Not with the not, with the only because of the two uh, coin slots, only the right one worked because the left one was all wonky. Oh, so it's all busted up. I don't know why they always get just all busted up. But um, yeah, I'm super psyched for it. Uh, Juan, are you picking it up? I'm picking it up. Uh, uh, Josh and I got to play it. Yeah, it, at, it's at amazing. E3, right? Oh, so you guys did play it at E3? Cool. Yeah, and um, it it was great. Josh, you played it too, right? Yeah, I mean. It's amazing to see how they can keep taking such a simple concept like Pac-Man and find new ways to uh, implement its mechanics and get us to keep playing it. And it just implementing the boss fights and letting us be able to like actually have to hit the ghosts in order to like trigger their that blew my mind. weaknesses and that kind of stuff. It's just really, really cool. And the way that they're doing it makes me really excited to play it when it comes out. It's like I'm poking God in the face with like... <laughs> A spatula, like wait, I can do this. This is fine. This is fine. This it's, is good. No, like you have to like run into the ghost. Like there's, so I, I that aspect alone was incredible, but the animations when you string together because oh, you know I the satisfaction so, oh, yeah. of eating those four ghosts. Uh, when you see the the no this one, you're eating dozens upon dozens upon dozens so of ghosts, satisfying. and you so chain satisfying. them all. Oh my god! It, that was the first thing me and Josh commented, and we had some other people in the room from other outlets, and all of us were uni- like in, in a chorus of, "How good does that feel when you string that like oh, 50, yeah. it's 60 combo?" It's, oh. oh, it's the best feeling. That's really good game design. That's like really good. Like having that sound and having the feeling of it. Oh, it's great on the mm-hmm. X. It's great. So super excited for that. And uh, I'm gonna lead way a little bit different from a, so, such a. F- Happy arcade game to now the fact that Capcom was hiding this for a while. They were going to announce this this past upcoming week, but it leaked, unfortunately. But they are having a Dead Rising HD remake pack. Now, of course, this remake pack, you would think it comes with one, two, and three. Unfortunately, it doesn't. It only comes with one part, part one of Dead Rising, part two, of, part two of Dead Rising, and Dead Rising 2 second take. Yes, it comes with all that. Oh. It is not available for 30 if that's what all of our listeners are thinking right now. It will be available for forty nine ninety nine MSRP. <laughs> uh, I say hold off on it. Me being a person who's very cheap. By the way, go check out cheapassgamer.com. Uh, a little quick little plug for our homies out there because they, they look out for the gamers. They want to make sure people get the good cheap prices for all these games. I say hold off. Wait till the holiday. This is going to drop to 20 bucks. That is the that that is my low point. Twenty bucks. Uh, people would disagree and go like, you know what, fifteen. Hey, you know what, it should be fifteen dollars. It should. But here's here's the crazy thing, though. I feel like they feel like they can get away with higher prices because people are buying them for higher prices. Like, oh yeah, of course. This uh-huh. whole generation. We've talked about this a thousand times before, but yeah. this whole generation has been so heavily reliant on HD remasters of stuff that mm-hmm. just came out a few years ago. Like I think Marvel Ultimate Alliance one and two just got a quiet digital HD remaster and it was both it was two games and I think it was sixty if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was and, sixty for both of them. Yeah. I'm not buying I'm not buying and into that, that. That's a that's absurd. I mean even like Dead Rising in comparison I mean, don't get me wrong, it is too much, but even that doesn't sound as bad when you consider that fucking Last of Us came out like ten months later. As an HD remaster for wasn't it full price? Was it sixty or fifty? Yeah. No, sixty, I think. So I mean, it's just so bizarre. And the funny thing is, it'll sell. Like no matter how much oh, you and I say, no matter how much you and I say, 
this is dumb or mm-hmm. it's a ripoff. There's, and the thing is, it doesn't even need to sell that much because it's just a ga- it's a game they've already made. They're not paying a whole lot to be able to re-release it. Yeah, and that's and that's the frustrating thing about it because it shows in the game because it doesn't fe- they can call it HD remaster all they want, but nine times out of ten it looks and plays almost identical to the original version and you can tell they didn't really do anything. They just slapped a new label on it, charged full price, and now they're making 90% profit on every copy sold mm-hmm. because they didn't have to invest anything else. So with that said, talking about Dead Rising specifically, I'm almost positive that Microsoft helped pay for Dead Rising 3, which might be the reason why it's not yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, I think so. But Dead Rising, not aside from the fact that it is overpriced, I say pass on it because Dead Rising 1 and to a let... It's like they progressively got better, but 2 still wasn't that good, and 1 I thought was bad. Uh, 3 was when it finally got good, but of course that's not on this collection. And we've talked about it before too, so I won't say too much, but it was just really frustrating how Dead Rising 1 and 2 were both designed so where it was almost impossible to, like, to beat the game. It was like when you die... It was essentially permadeath, and you had to start all the way from the beginning, but you retained all yep. of your experience. So it's like the game was designed to where you would die and have to start all over again every like multiple times, but every time you got a little stronger because you carried over your XP. And that might have been okay for some people, but for me, I absolutely cannot stand having to play the same sections over and over again, especially when it's of no fault of my own, and the game was designed to make it so it was near impossible for me to advance without essentially level grinding through multiple playthroughs it's crazy yeah i'm I'm a little disappointed too because it's kind of like the lazy way to do it and the fact that they're charging probably more than what they're worth individually uh i'm good i'm like i'll wait it out to this it's gonna be in the it's gonna be on the discount bin about i think by 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 the beginning of february i think oh wait 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 till black friday Oh yeah. Well, oh, even then it'll, it'll drop. But if you really want a good price, I hold off till Valentine's. I think around that time, everyone's like, all the kind of game companies are like, ah, you know, there's a lot of single gamer dudes that just sell this shit. Like, <laughs> no one fucking wants Dude, this shit. Call you know? it as I, it is. I mean, look at it this way: we got a fu- earlier this year, we got a fucking Legend of K HD remaster, exactly. and it was like forty bucks. <laughs> it was like forty bucks for a remaster of a game that no one played the first time. Yeah, and then I'm quite sure by the end of this year it's going to be like ten bucks, like five bucks. I don't know. It's just bizarre. Breaking, yeah, it's pretty breaking weird. news. We just and, got confirmation that we're going to get a remaster of uh, an HD Ninja Bread Man. So, uh, so <laughs> we're in it. Oh my so fucking god! Get ready, fan. <laughs> talk about obscure <laughs> titles, Josh. Can you read this title to me and tell me if it's fake or not? Please, can you read it off? Uh, well. First of all, Megatag mentioned Blonde plus Neptune vs. Zombies is a very real title. And yes, it is coming to Steam. Um, I had re- I had reviewed the Vita version earlier this year, and as mm-hmm. with most Vita releases this year, it does eventually get a Steam release since no one has a Vita anymore. But <laughs> hey, I have a Vita. I just got I have a. Yeah, I have a Vita, but it's buried under a pile of <laughs> trash. I- <laughs> it holds the door but- in the bathroom. Yeah, pretty much. But I, 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 it's a pain because every time I get a new Neptune game, which is like five times a month, it seems, mm-hmm. um, I have to like dig out the Vita and try to figure out where I hit it this time because otherwise I don't use it. It's, I, no. I love the system, but it's it's in a sad state right now, honestly. But with that said, 
Steam users are going to be able to play Mega Tag Mention as well as nice, Trillion nice. God of Destruction, which was that strategy game that I talked about back in like I think February, where it's essentially like you you're fighting one boss throughout the whole game who has a trillion HP, and you're kind of just like periodically wearing it down while huh. building up relationships with your soldiers. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, and like you use the power of love by seducing your waifu to be able to whittle down its health. So. Mm. Um, and then, of course, out, we can't mention waifus without the upcoming Criminal Girls 2, which we had a new trailer release yesterday for Lily, who's going to be another new character. It's kind of like the stereotypical posh, rich, better-than-you anime character, kind of like Karin on Street Fighter for a more recent reference. But, of <laughs> course, like every other girl in Criminal Girls, it's an RPG where they're all essentially inmates and you're a prison warden and they won't listen to you in battle unless you take them into the torture mini games and you tie them up and like spank them or rub them or mol- wow. essentially molest them. Now, this game this game is going to be for what system? Only the Vita? For Vita, yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, now the from what I've heard, the second game is significantly better than the first game, but honestly, Oof. I don't know how a second game was made because part one was so fucking terrible. It was probably one of the worst games I played last year, despite oh like the ridiculous novelty of the concept, which a lot of times the concept's so stupid that and funny that I'll keep playing it even if it's not a good game, but this one was like legit. Like I, I think this one might have the Guantamo, the Guantamo Bay <laughs> torture Criminal stuff. Criminal 3 or Guantamo Girls Bay. Two. I'll have like the crazy shit, dude. <laughs> Like crazy yeah, Criminal shit. Girls Three, Guantanamo, yay! <laughs> Guantanamo, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, that's oh, all shit. the news. We got through everything pretty good. Shane is not here. Hold actually, up. actually, Wait, not to interrupt. Not to interrupt, but I actually did just read something that doesn't really need Ooh. a whole lot of exposition. I think the title says okay. it all itself. But Ubisoft announced that they are coming out with a smell vr sensor for south park the fractured butthole where you'll be able to smell the scent of the character's farts of course that's what we need exactly i'm surprised nintendo didn't come up with it yeah what the hell nintendo get on that should have that should should have things smell vision smell vision the nx uh that should have been the nx's selling point like smell Mario's world. asshole, it's he's running like Professor Farnsworth walked into <laughs> to Ubisoft. Good news, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think we did all right. Shane wasn't here, but Shane, if you were here, you would say, "Build that wall." I hate Carlos. Uh, let's. What do you mean? He loves show. you. But guys, before we do, we know Shane likes to always say, "What has everybody been playing?" Guys, Josh, what have you been playing recently this week? Um, God, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch and trying to grind these mm-hmm. stupid boxes. I got to my competitive <laughs> ranking, which was, oh, fifty. I ended up at 54, and when I was trying to get up to 55, because 55 is the n- lowest of the next tier where you get more uh, competitive points at the end of the season, mm-hmm. but I keep playing with teams that leave halfway through the first round, and then I'm sitting there by oh, myself, which great. was actually a funny story this morning, because I ended up playing a game where... My entire team left except me, and in competitive, your team doesn't get filled with other players waiting. You're just stuck by yourself, oh. essentially. So when the other team realized I was by myself, we all just jumped on the payload and started like dancing around and jumping on each other until the time <laughs> ran out. Oh my and, god! And we're like, it was sucks. it was hilarious. And at the very end, and it it wasn't it wasn't to be rude. I actually told them my ultimate is ready. 
And then the, like the last five seconds of the map, I set off my self-destruct ultimate and they all actually ran to my mech and I got like a, a five person kill. Yes. Nice. And, then, awesome. and then got, and then got like a, I got like an objective kill MVP card at the end and they all voted for me. So oh, that's <laughs> it was a, awesome. it was a, it was a small uh, consolation prize for me being deranked because of those uh, fuckers who left me. But that is so um, cool. Hey, at least that that's what's that's what's cool, man. That's what, those yeah, are the real did. MVPs. Yeah, those are yeah, the real it, MVPs. It was really funny. It made it completely worth it. I was like laughing through the whole thing until <laughs> my rank dropped, and then I threw my control. I'm kidding. Oh, that was just nin- Ninja Gaiden. Was the last time I threw my control. But anyway, <laughs> um, I played more of Galgun, which is another, another one of those games. Very unique game. Yes, the one, if you recall from previous episodes, that's the one where it's a rail shooter where you're shooting pheromones at girls who can't, who are so wildly attracted to you that they're constantly mobbing you. Of course. And you have to, and replacing headshots for one hit kills is you have to examine their body to find what their pleasure point is. So it's either their chest, their head, their hips, or their legs. Um, But yeah, anyway, I found. Another thing that makes it really frustrating is that it's essentially a dating sim where you're supposed to woo like one of the story girls for a good ending. But instead of it just being like a text adventure like most of those games are, it's at, like it's a rail shooter. But every time you get to the end of the game, and the game's not very long, maybe like about an hour and a half. But every time you beat the game, depending on what ending you get, you have to start all over for another route. Which means playing all, which it, normally that's fine if it's just a text adventure because you could speed through all the text you've read. But in this case, you have to play every level over again. And as I just mentioned with Dead Rising, I can't stand having the, like being forced to play entire long sections of the game just to get to make a little bit of progress. Ugh, so that. that's kind of, that's kind of bugging me with it right now. But I'm to the point where I can almost review it. And speaking of review, I also played King of Fighters 14, which we were, atlas was kind enough to send out the reviews today and i'm not allowed to talk about it so i can't say anything but you played so, it that's as far as you can but tell I, us. But, cool but yeah i played it, it it's a game it exists <laughs> it's cool it, it has buttons and whistles and yeah you push you push buttons and, and people do things yeah <laughs> I, I i will not confirm whether or not you can kick or punch but it is a game that's good that's good uh how about you Juan? what you been playing this week a lot of overwatch and have you guys uh, been I on too- an overwatch bench recently yeah, it's um it's those Olympic crates. It's it's those Olympic crates, but mm. also I I finally got uh, a handle on the characters that I feel I'm best with. I thought I was a Soldier seventy six Mercy player. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out I am more of a Tracer player. Nice tracers are I fucking fi- annoying. <laughs> I I finally got a handle of how to the deal with Tracer. Um, I'm trying desperately to learn. Um, I want to learn Mercy better, uh, like how to be a support, but I figured I can't use Mercy if I'm playing with strangers. Because the one thing I do admire about Overwatch is that this is not a Call of Duty. This is not nope. Battle... Th- th- none of that. Like, if oh. you can't play with others, if you don't have open communication, you are going to You're more than fuck. likely lose. You're yeah, tell, tell that to most of the people that we play with. <laughs> it's like they oh, just God. Think- and I started 3-0 and in my competitive season, and I felt... Like a complete G, and then from there I ended my season what four and six. It, it's just I think mine ended mine ended four at six too, and I finished my com- uh, my competitive rounds. Yeah, I got rank forty five after everything said and done. But I just had team makeups where they weren't strategically placed because I I look at it as all right. Do we have a sniper? 
if we're playing defense, we need a sniper. You know, and I would see everyone wants to run Reinhardt. It was like, no, God, damn it, guys, we need we need some offensive power. Do we have a Soldier 76? Hell, do we have a Reaper or something? And everybody wanted to be Lucio. Dude, it was I was just, playing with a, earlier I was playing competitive, no less. I was playing with a Reinhardt who was just playing Call of Duty style, chasing everyone, swinging his hammer. I'm like, dude, where's your uh, shield? Like, get back, get back. That's the whole point. Jesus. So yeah. I feel like, like with, if anything, this this competitive season has reminded everyone this Overwatch is its own thing, and I think a lot of people were turned off. Like, oh, I wanted a you know team deathmatch. It's like, no, actually, this these modes are really fun, and it's just that you got to get people that you can play with on a consistent basis, or even if you don't have a mic. If any game needed a mic. This is it. I mean, so all of you who don't use your mics or you put them on your head but never say a word, like, this is the game to use it. And I've, I've actually got to play with some former students and some friends. I know, Josh, we got to play. And um, it just makes a world of difference when you have at least it three does. people communicating with each other. And it makes it a lot more fun. And then I, I'm really going to be excited, like, in about a month or so when I really feel like I have a handle with these characters and and hopefully I have some players that I can meet like on the weekends and play some sessions where we have our definitive team. We know what our roles are. We know when what map comes up, uh, we, you know, that we know which characters we're going to roll with because I'm already running into those teams and I don't mind losing to really good teams because I because then I can go back and see like, who do they use? And it's just like poetry seeing the, how they set up. Like uh, one of the earliest things I saw was just a Bastion Reinhardt combo in mm. the pyramids. That they would just be in the uh, like Reinhardt would just set his uh, shield in the corner. Bastion would just be in turret mode and just lay waste. Jeez. You know, and and but I would see my team wasn't figuring it out. Like they and they wouldn't move. They wouldn't just so after they would wipe out two or three players, they would pack up their stuff and move to another sp- section of the map. So when the characters went back there looking oh, for yeah. them, they were ambushed. Oh, it was great. It was beautiful, and I was just envious. Like, damn it, I wish I was on that team. It's like not like uh, like I, I'm never really that upset about losing to a team when it's when they run as clockwork i'm more upset that i get stuck with people who clearly don't have an idea of what they're supposed to be doing yeah but i don't even care i don't even care then too much it's just i care when they suck and then they plug in their mic just to tell everyone they suck and then (laughs) oh yeah yeah it's our fault yeah you're you're gonna be a great middle manager when you grow up or unless you're already one already i've had that so many not so many times but like maybe three or four times out of the 150 matches i've played where you hear him ruffling his fucking mic because he didn't even have it on. And then he's like, you all fucking suck, man. And then just hangs up. I'm like, dude, you were the jackass who was running away from the fucking payload exactly. to chase some fucking Zenyatta away. Like, well, actually, that's not, <laughs> that's not even a bad strategy necessarily to kill chase Zenyatta. But I mean, like, no. you were the one playing fucking hide and seek with a tracer when the fucking payload was getting destroyed or getting, yep. like, m- mobbed. So, whatever. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's, it is fun though. And the funny thing is, you know, you mentioned the mic stuff, but people don't even listen to simple, like in-game commands. Like so many times I'll say so many times, like the, the objective will be completely covered by the enemy and I'll stop and I'll say, you know, send out the command that says group up and then everybody just runs past me and I'm like, fine, whatever. You're just going to walk into getting killed because you're trying to take on six people by yourself. But you know what? Be my guest. I still get my experience. Like I win in the end, you lose. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter Generation, and I mm. recently started playing uh, Pokemon Yellow again, and I'm trying to really get through all the badges. 
uh, because it's new Pokemon. Of course, Pokemon Sun and Moon. You can transfer your old Pokemon to the new one. So I'm like working really hard, really, really hard to get through a good majority of this game so I can transfer my Pikachu over there. And should be good times. Uh, Monster Hunter, been hunting, uh, getting my armor sets. Trying really hard. Uh, I might jump back to Fallout and just to finish the new DLC. I haven't even finished it yet. So it's in my to-do list. I have a huge backlog. I haven't even finished Dark Souls 3. Ugh, it's killing me. Oh, my God. It's killing me. I got I got so much. I got, everyone's like, she get No Man's Skies. I'm like, no, nah, I'm okay. No games for now. I'm, I have Gravity Rush 2 coming out in like two months. I'm good. I should keep me busy for like the next couple months. So I'm good with that. But uh, guys, that's all we have today. We did pretty good. Uh, Shane is not here, yeah. but he would say, "Build that wall, build that wall." Love you, Shane. Hopefully, he's good. Uh, guys, uh, Josh. So, how can everybody follow you? Um, I'm at Inu Joshua just about everywhere. And if you are good at Overwatch, please, please, please add me because I need people who won't quit. Yes, awesome. And uh, Juan, how can they follow you? Um, this is my home address. I'm not. I'm in Tustin, California. So. Uh. <laughs> Happy hunting. Uh, Happy hunting, everybody. The easier way is to follow me on Twitter at the King of Mars. But just like Josh, please, I need Overwatch players. Uh, <laughs> so the King of Mars, uh, there's an underscore between all of the words. And uh, just a simple side note: uh, our good friend James Montagna, you know, from uh, Way Forward. That's right, Way Forward. Did, That's right. Did you Did you see what he put on Twitter? Yeah, man. Uh, but. Okay, get this. He found like I remember this when elementary school they would give us uh, gift certificates from McDonald's or Little Caesars. Like if you got a good grade or if you were just a good student, you could get like free like order of fries or a free hamburger or free crazy bread. He found a certificate from Little Caesars because he was uh, very polite and courteous that he gets a free order of crazy bread, and he's trying to redeem it. He has to, but I guess he's having some issues. It's trending on Twitter. Give James the garlic br- or the crazy bread. <laughs> so, oh my god, it is trending! Not, what the hell? <laughs> He's not getting. It's it's actually trending it's, right now. It's it's trending hell? right now. So, oh uh, man, Little Caesars. James Montani has made some incredible video games. The least that you can do is give, give the poor man his crazy bread, please. Because I'm gonna quote one of the tweets. You know what, Little C- I'm hot and ready. For justice. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh, this is crazy. Give James there's a hashtag called Give James Give the Crazy James Bread. Give James the Crazy Bread. Oh my god. Guys, this is crazy. This is funny. Um but yeah, guys, thank you for, for thank you for listening to the podcast. Of course, you can listen to the podcast everywhere, both uh with think iTunes and you can SoundCloud. check it out on SoundCloud. What else, Josh? Stitcher? I think or is it, no, I don't think they set up Stitcher yet. Well, don't worry. Jonathan, for this we, we're, we're, we're somewhere. We, yeah, we're, we we're exist somewhere um, on the internet. Yeah, of course. We're the Geeks Game Games Podcast, number one podcast on the Geeks Game Network. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll see you next week, hopefully, if things go well. And Shane should be back with his normal duties of saying horrible racist things and cutting them out completely out of the podcast. Love you, Shane, but I had to put you on blast. Uh, of course, this was the... Man, that wall's going to get built twice as fast podcast. now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, guys, my name is Carl. You can follow me everywhere. Uh, this is Egbert Adams, Facebook, Twitter, everything. And if you're listening to this sometime this week, maybe next week, we just had a game night. You missed out. You suck. Try to... You gotta follow us if you wanna check out this game night. Yeah, we're showing off 
quadrilateral 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 cowboy, which is a cyberpunk kind of hacking game. So uh, yeah, definitely check it out. I've been promoting it this whole week. Yeah, I gotta get the people going. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Everybody, say goodbye. Bye, Shane. Bye, everybody. Somebody, somebody's doing the racing. I love China. No China all the time. I love China.